Welcome to the Kimmy Travels Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Walter. I am an expert expat and a slow traveler who spent nearly 15 years abroad. Join me as I talk about a variety of topics surrounding all things travel, living abroad, and social issues. Pull up a seat as I share some of my most exciting stories and experiences. You'll also hear from my fellow Globetrotters, and you'll get my take on what's going on in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kimmy Travels podcast. You will never guess um, where our guest flew in from today. That's right. We are in studio with our very first live guest recording the podcast. So everybody, please welcome Larry Wiggs. Larry, how are you today? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. Hello to all the listeners and uh, to Kimberly. Thank you for having me. We actually met in South Korea. We were talking just before the show because we couldn't remember exactly the year or the event. So there were two separate events for Black Lives Matter um, in Korea. And there's one in Seoul and one in Daegu. So we're like trying to figure out when was it? Was it 2014? He's like, no, it's 2012. I was like, well, I wasn't in Korea in 2012. So it definitely wasn't then. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have a history of um, living abroad and actually meeting abroad by coincidence in 2017, the summer of 2017. We both happened to be in Peru at the same time. Um, and then I believe in 2018, he made his way to Colombia, which is where I was at the time. And now we're in Texas. Like we're, we've got like an international friendship. Uh, how long were you abroad? Well, in total, in total about 13 years. And I spent about, uh, nearly 10 years, nearly a decade in Korea, mm -hmm. um, two years in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and, uh, about seven months in the Sultanate of Oman. Okay. But combined, that's roughly 13 years. Exactly. So he's been outside of the United States for, you know, over a decade. So what have you got for us today? Yeah. Um, before I begin, I just have a few caveats to uh, express. The first is, you know, this, this, this is my subjective account. You know, I'm an extremely flexible person and I'm very, <laughs> I, I, I'll try anything, you know, once, you mm -hmm. know, um, I think uh, Andrew Zimmern, the uh, Bizarre Foods guy, said, you know, try foods twice. Well, that's that's a very good, um, you know, motto and, and sort of rule to mm -hmm. live by. So I'll try things once. Uh, maybe I'll try things twice. Um, but, yeah, flexibility is, is one of my, um, you, know, you know, high points. Mm -hmm. So with that said, what I'm going to say about, you know, repatriating, you know, again, it's very subjective. It's, it's just, you know, what worked for me. Mm -hmm. So... That's why we, we want you to tell your story, right? Okay. So this is absolutely your experience. Cool. So maybe like, you know, what made you finally decide to come back and then, you know, the process, the whole process. Cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So where should I begin? <gasps> From the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> well, in Los Angeles, California, on October 9th, 1979, no. um, well, let's see. I started, I left Korea in 2007. Excuse mm -hmm. me. I left Los Angeles in 2007, bound for uh, Korea. And uh, my reasons for going included, um, I was a martial artist. Mm -hmm. And I studied the Korean martial art of Taekwondo. And I always was told by my instructor, Mr. Jamie Anderson, um, to go to Korea. Oh, wow. And so this, you know, idea had, you know, already been, you know, planted, mm -hmm. you know, very early in me. Mm -hmm. And I had a desire to go to Korea to learn martial arts. Um, I didn't necessarily have a desire to uh, live and work there mm -hmm. um, or to stay as long as I did. <laughs> I just basically... <clears throat> I love that. That that was never my plan either. It's like, wait, I'm still here. It's been years and years later. Oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, but... It happened the way that, you know, uh, things played out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't do well with uh, with planning, I'll, I'll say. I, okay. I have ideas and um, I'm flexible. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm mm -hmm. flexible. So um, what comes about is um, comes about because of, of my flexibility. Right, you know? right. Like, um, hey, do you want to be in the podcast? Yeah, hey, I booked a ticket. I'm coming. I'll go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, we're going to do it on video. He's like, 
tickets booked. See you on uh, yes. Thursday. All yes. right, then. Come on down. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Flexibility is absolutely important. And so I made my way to Korea, and I, I stayed there um, a year. Um, I tried to learn martial arts. I did my best to learn the language. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, you know, and I, I you know, uh, what is it? Acclimatized, uh, mm-hmm. acculturated, or um, I got used to, uh, I got accustomed mm-hmm. um, to living in Korea. And one year led to two, led to three, led to, you know, many more. Da, 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 da. And, <laughs> and with regard to, um, you know, repatriating, it can definitely be difficult after spending so much time abroad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my first point is that, you know, I flew home often. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I met a lot of uh, colleagues of mine um, who had stayed away from their families and who had not contacted their families in, in many years. Okay. And this is something that I did not practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not advice anyone else to because... Well, it, I'm, I'm just going to have to stop you because oh, you don't know oh. everybody's situation. Okay. Some people need to make that break for mm-hmm. their own mental health you know they could be in an I I met somebody who was in an abusive relationship and her going abroad was her literally removing herself from that situation and then cutting off contact so sometimes like you know everybody has a different situation um so it I think it goes you know just across the spectrum so when you say that you went home often how often is often because your often might be different than my often okay all right how often was your often it was definitely annually. Okay. And, you know, a lot of that was due to, you know, my mom and dad saying, you know, mm-hmm. when are you coming home, son? <laughs> and I'm like, my dad. I'm living I'm, my best life. <laughs> yeah. Let me do this. All right. Come on. And, you know, returning home for me was, uh, you know, financially mm-hmm. disastrous. Right. It's it expensive. Like, it's expensive when you're halfway across the world. And I'm like, my dad. Do you think I'm a millionaire now? <laughs> now that I live abroad, no. That you know, things haven't changed that much for me. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, aren't you saving more? Aren't you, you know, doing? Yeah, their expectations of what I was doing, you know, were <laughs> a lot higher than what was in reality. <laughs> yeah, and and so, but they but they continued to say, hey, you know, come home, mm-hmm. and so I followed. I said yes, dutifully, you know, mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. you know, as a son. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so it. Within our family, uh, my mom and dad, it's my sister and I, mm-hmm. right? I'm the youngest, so Oh, I guess. hey. If anybody <laughs> out there has a younger sibling, like, that's all he had to say. <laughs> I understand now. I understand. Say no more. Say no more. It's yeah. so clear. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so basically, um, I returned home annually. There was one year, I recall, where I stayed away maybe 16 to 18 months. Okay. Um, that was the longest period. Um, and I was actually lucky because, um, I switched jobs in Korea and I moved from, uh, working a job that required, I work, you know, six days a week. Mm. Okay. With no holidays. Oh, no. All right. For one whole year, mm. um, to the following year, uh, working a, a, a normal five day work Monday week, Friday. <laughs> right? you know, a nine to five. Um, and I had summers and winters uh, to myself so, oh nice so you had quite you know extensive holidays yes okay and yeah your job you know can vary your work hours and mm-hmm. your, your circumstances in korea uh, or my circumstances in korea uh, varied wildly uh, mm-hmm. based upon the mm-hmm. job that i had and so um anytime i had summers and winters off um yeah, my mom and dad were like, what are you going to do? You're coming home, aren't you? And I'm like... Oh. oh, for me, that was the worst because the holidays is when you can travel, right? Right. So exactly. I loved to take summer holidays or winter holidays. So like you, my intention, I think you did a little better than me, but my intention was to go home, you know, once a year, usually during the summer. But like I said, that didn't always happen. So it could have, the longer that I stayed abroad, I think the longer period of time where I would 
come. So it was like maybe every year and a half, every two years. And the absolute longest, I think, I think from my memory was three years. Wow. Because there were some changes, you know, I was like moving a bit and, you know, in influx and an influx. Right. And then I got a call and I was like, Kimberly, you better come home this year. And I was like, oh my God, it's only been like a year. <laughs> like, no, this would have been the thing. I was like, okay, you're right. Let me book that ticket. <laughs> there was, um, okay, with regard to one of my trips home, mm-hmm. you know, th- that that lure, you know, come home, you got to mm-hmm. come home. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was pretty consistent with me. But at some point I said, you know, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. So when I did get home, um, I stayed there maybe less than a week. And then I was like, deuces, Ciao. I'm out. You, you know? saw me. I'm here. Yeah. I did what you wanted. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's another thing, like coming home and then staying. So for me, I was good with about two weeks, kind of three max. And then, you know, I think anytime you're out of your house and you have your own life, your own rhythm, it's hard to like go back and just kind of be in that space again. Absolutely. So I know some people that come back and they don't go to their parents' house. They like get a hotel. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna come for breakfast. Like we can go shopping. We do all the things, but I need my space. Sure. Yeah. So I think yeah, just you know, setting those boundaries, whatever your boundaries are, for when you're kind of visiting home again, it's important for everybody's peace of mind and sanity. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Everyone is different. Mm, everyone And everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not trying to pay for a hotel when I come home. <laughs> so y'all better get that spare room ready. Right. Or the spare house. <laughs> Whatever it is. I'm coming and I'm not trying to pay accommodation. Um, I can, you know, I can survive anywhere for <laughs> a few weeks. <laughs> and my folks, you know, my folks welcomed me um, back. And uh, I... I I returned to what was my old room, Mm -hmm. you know, that room had gone through some phases, Mm -hmm. you know, and at one time they even had, um, a guest, you know, sort of, it was sort of an Airbnb. My uh, room. Yeah. (laughs) Is that stranger? Yes. Where's my teddy bear? (laughs) And when, when my parents had their, had their guests living there, yes, you know, although I returned home, I was, I was displaced. Right. Right. You know, set up shop like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like, ma, dad, what's going on here? Don't you love me? What's, why would you do this? Um, uh-huh. But, um, the, you know, the, the other tip that I would have is, you know, maintain contact mm-hmm. um, throughout your, um, your journey abroad. And doing that was beneficial. Mom, mom and dad knew, you know, how I was doing. They mm-hmm. could check up on me, mm-hmm. um, give me a call. Um, we initially used uh, Skype. Yes, Skype and was it back the, in the day. It was. Well, it was kind of the only option. Right. <laughs> for video calls, free video calls. It took them a while to uh-huh. get set up with the camera mm-hmm. and, you know, learn. it was a learning curve for mm-hmm. them. But once, you, you, you know what, once we got it up and running, yeah, I literally didn't hear from mom and dad for, for a very long time. And I thought... What was the purpose of all of that? We, yeah, we, we have the way now. Where are yes, you guys? Yes. Where's my do 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 coming call? <laughs> so, yeah, it was like that. That fell apart. Uh-huh. It 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 was there, but we didn't take you know as you know great advantage of it as we should have. Right. But it was there. I did have an opportunity to talk to my grandfather, um, who was using. Uh, Skype as well. Oh wow! Which was you know excellent. Um, so well, cut to today. You know, Zoom. Is... And technology has goodness. You said when did you say you went abroad? Two thousand seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, technology um, nowadays is really advanced. You can just do FaceTime on your phone. Oh right? yes. You don't have to like right. go to I don't know the electronic store and buy the external camera and you know what's a USB like. It's just it's so easy nowadays. So I like that. So, so for the moment, your tips are like, go home, you know, often, right. occasionally, sometimes, never, whatever is up to you. <laughs> and in lieu of that, if you, if you can't do that, then maintain contact. Maintain some contact. What do you think about like maintaining contact with friends? Is that different than maintaining contact with family? Is it different? Like maintaining those relationships when you're abroad. Because, I mean, friendships are about, like, spending time and, like, knowing the day-to-day, the ins and outs, you know, of people's lives. Well, 
um, with regard to, you know, my wife and I and mm-hmm. our relationship, it sort of, uh, our foundation was sort of fortified um, through our communications, mm-hmm. you know. We'll get to this later, but, you know, I have a fascination with the numbers 10 and 9, mm-hmm. right? Well, for about 10 years, I have uh, a record of the communications between my my then uh, Friend. Know, form, former classmate, right? right? Um, and she would check up on me. Mm-hmm. Periodically. Periodically and mm-hmm. say, hey, you're in that country, mm-hmm. you know, North Korea? No, <laughs> South Korea. Nobody goes to North Korea <laughs> to live. <laughs> But or they shouldn't, I, I heard some things about North Korea. Is that affecting you? No, mm-hmm. no, everything's fine here. You know, okay, well, just checking on you. Hey, do you want to play a game of uh, words with friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And so <clears throat> I think that had I not traveled abroad, mm-hmm. our relationship may not have developed the way that it did, mm-hmm. you know, because my wife, uh, my then former classmate was just checking up on me, mm-hmm. you know, and asking about my, my well-being. Mm-hmm. Um and just showing interest in my travels. A lot of my friends did Do say, not. hey, that's interesting yeah. um, that you're over there. What what led you there? Blah, 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 blah. But um, as far as uh, the friendships, Facebook was really that thing okay. that kept me connected with mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. everyone, um, you know, from my past. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the other tip that I would offer is uh, share your story. Share your travels. You mm-hmm. know, don't. You know, don't go, you know, to a particular mountain, just meditate and then get back and be like, oh, that was refreshing. And, you know, no, like tell your family, tell your friends, you know, what that experience was was about. Mm-hmm. I would hope that they would be receptive, you mm-hmm. know, to, you know, the lessons that you've learned or the experiences that you had. Um, in my case, um, I felt compelled um, after spending so much time in Korea mm-hmm. and not doing what I thought I would do. Okay. And then finally getting the opportunity to do what it is I thought I was doing, mm-hmm. what I thought I would do. Uh, in particular, I'm referring to travel. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I left Los Angeles, I thought I would travel more mm-hmm. than I actually did, but I was always running home or flying <laughs> back home. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I didn't explore the world. And then in 2015, um, I got a chance to travel to Peru, mm-hmm. where I had never been uh, before, and then that sort of uh, there was sort of a snowball effect. There something started that particular year, um, and I traveled to seven countries. Oh wow! Now I had already lived in Korea for I believe it was seven. Uh, is my math correct? <laughs> it was 2015. I, I started know. 2000. Yeah, it was seven years, right? Uh-huh. I've been in Korea for seven seven years, um, and I hadn't traveled much. Mm-hmm. I had only been to I had just you know been to Japan, um, and I had gone to Taiwan, mm-hmm. and I was always returning home. Mm-hmm. That that year really impressed me, uh, and really motivated me to uh, create a photo journal. I said, I've had so many experiences. This is the experience that I really that thought I wanted, was, that right, I wanted. Right. And then I, so I need to document, I, I need that. to document it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So I put together my very first uh, photo journal mm-hmm. and um, my nieces, um, of which I have two, um, they have, they're what, 13 and 10, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Lola and Sasha. Hey. hey, Lola, Sasha. Hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fast, my mm-hmm. goodness! Mm-hmm. About to graduate. The kids do that, don't they? Ugh, just keep Ooh. growing. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, just. We're, we're but luckily, we don't get older. <laughs> Only the children grow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. the um, so I, I made these books, you know, to share my experiences with them. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, um, I gave you know copies to my grandfather, mm-hmm. my grandparents, uh, my mom and dad, and. My grand, my grandfather knows that I traveled to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. He knows that I didn't stay in a nice resort, mm-hmm. you know, go to the beach and you know sip on a cocktail. No, I went to the Philippines and I climbed the mountains with a guide mm-hmm. who led okay, me, good. <laughs> who led me to an indigenous uh, family uh, among uh, an indigenous community, mm-hmm. right? 
that was tremendously, severely off the grid. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that was my, that was me putting on my National Geographic hat. Okay. You know, because otherwise travel can be, you know, staying at resorts and hotels and Mm -hmm. luxuriating, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, I shared that story. I documented it. I shared it with my granddad and he's like, Boy, I can't believe you were out there with those people. You weren't afraid they were going to eat you or whatever, you know? Like, I don't think they're going to I'm like, no, no, granddad. Everything was good. And he was just, you know, he was in awe of me. So that was a that was a nice a nice moment. Okay. You know, nice no, I love that. I love that. Um, and that's actually the purpose of the, the podcast, right? It's to, to document not only my mm-hmm. journey, but you know, everyday people like you, Larry, um, just to, to bring it to people. So they know that it's not this, you know, really mystical thing travel, but it's like we're everyday people who are experiencing these things. And I encourage, you know, you to as well. Tell us how you decided to come home and then how that journey was for you. (laughs) How did I decide to come home? Yeah, it was, it was a decision. I mean, you made it right. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's talk about that. In 2014, mm-hmm. um, I had a nice, cushy job in um, in South Korea, and I returned. I repatriated for the first time. Mm-hmm. Things did not go well because that was completely unplanned, and um, I ran out of money mm-hmm. faster than I wanted to, faster than I planned. So you mean once you came back to the States, you ran out of the savings that you'd had in Korea? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, and that that really was uh, unfortunate. And I had to look for another job immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, working in Korea was easy. I could search for a job, apply, get an interview, mm-hmm. and I would know. Right. I would know if I were if I was hired or if they went with someone else, but it uh-huh. was it was rel- it was relatively easy, like straightforward, straightforward, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and I knew that if I got that job, I would have a home, and yeah, um, yeah so that's what I um, so in 2014 I got home, and then I, I you know after three months um, I realized this isn't working. This for ain't me. it, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And so I did have to. I found another job. Mm-hmm. You know, fairly easily, and then I got back um, to Korea. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't do much research. I just needed a job, and I was like, flexible, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. very flexible. I'll work anywhere. Just give me the doggone job, you right. know. Get me out of LA. <laughs> uh-huh. So that was 2014. Okay, after, so after that. I think what we've discussed, or according to your story, if you are going to repatriate, you need a plan. Right. Because just like you would go, you wouldn't go abroad without, you know, something lined up. It's the same as coming back. Right. Like, do you have a place to stay? Are you going to get a car or not? Um, How much money do you have saved up so you can do that job search? Yes. yes. I think they like I think they I don't know who they are, but (laughs) the word on the street is that you have you should have like six months salary or savings. That's true. I've heard that too. Search for a job. It isn't. It wasn't true for me, but yeah, I've heard that. Too. <laughs> that's what they say. That's, that's, that's. I mean, sometimes we don't always do. You know. You they, know what you know should be done. They say. Okay, so I actually didn't know that you had tried to come back in 2014, and then you're like, oh no, I'm not ready. Yeah, and um, I, I yeah, I did that, and I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. And the lesson was. When you repatriate, take it take it slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, you do. Need it's gonna that take plan. some time. Yeah, it's gonna take some time. So the next time I did repatriate was in uh, 2016. Okay, now what led you to that decision? Well, yes, I took that job in 2014. After two years, I had had enough, mm-hmm. and that the decision was I'm leaving this job. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Actually, no. Not only was it I was leaving that. Not only was I leaving that job, but I had also been hired mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. Okay, so you had another uh, job opportunity. I had another job opportunity. Right. Now, the idea for me was, don't repeat 2014. <laughs> I was Lesson only... learned. <laughs> and the... What not to do. What not to do when you decide to come back home. Yes. My solution to uh. that was, instead of returning home, save up enough money to live in South America first, mm-hmm. all right? And then use the time um, in South America to plan for 
to plan that next step. Okay. And um, that's essentially what I did in 2018. So let's see. In Saudi Arabia, my circumstances changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, income was hugely, it was three or four times more than what you had made in Korea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could actually relax, breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, I could travel. Mm-hmm. And I did. That was a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. But all good things come to an end. They do, don't they? They seem to do that, don't they? <laughs> Two years later, um, I was leaving Saudi Arabia. I had more money saved than ever. Mm-hmm. I had the experience of, you know, failing to repatriate mm-hmm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And when I left Saudi Arabia in 2018, I decided I'm not going to repeat that mistake and I'm going to travel down south okay. to South America. Now I'm headed to Costa Rica. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where the plan was for me to live in a tent mm-hmm. on an organic uh, farm, you know, indefinitely. You at were, least, oh. at least a month. <laughs> I wanted to do it for at least a month. I made it three weeks in that. I was going to say because jungle that that trip was before you came to Colombia. So I remember, yes, like his posts were like, "Oh my God, look at this giant insect." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you told me to um, what put something next to the insect right, for right. Uh, size. Uh-huh. Yeah, because those cockroaches, those spiders, you name it, they are. I know Costa Rica is, is like known for its um, biodiversity. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. So uh-huh. yeah, um, I did it. Doggone it! After leaving Saudi Arabia, I said I, I have money and I need to preserve it. I mm-hmm. need to you mm-hmm. know make some better decisions. Mm-hmm. So for three. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. So Speaking for, of spiders, he had a spider on his shoulder. I'm like, <laughs> it was not the size of anything. It was the size of, I don't know, my fingernail, but still. Cool. <clears throat> um, anyway, continue. My only expense was, yes, flying there. But thereafter, for the next three weeks, it was only food. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in the jungle. We, uh, It was a work and what work live. Uh, What's that called? Scenario. Right. You just... I'll work for you if you provide room and board. Is it a co-op? Is it's like that... a... I, th- I know there's something called like a work away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for your labor, they provide you room and board. Mm-hmm. And so for three weeks, uh, yeah, I had a tent. Um, everything was... Um, everything was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Welcomed experience. It was it was difficult, but it was, uh, it was very welcomed. And I accomplished the goal of, you know, living somewhere... And uh, minimizing my expenses. Okay. So thereafter, I went to Panama uh, by bus. Mm-hmm. And then I made my way to Colombia, mm-hmm. where, again, I stayed in contact with friends uh, through Facebook. And that's how we connected mm-hmm. um, in Colombia. And uh, by by that time, I believe it was, I believe I had spent two months in South America, mm-hmm. uh, Central and South mm-hmm. America, um, two months. And that, I thought I was doing very well. And I did. I did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still had uh, a considerable your, your amount of my savings. Egg, your nest egg. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I hadn't run through it because in 2014, I, I pretty much went through all of my savings in three months. Wow. And it was like, oh no, it was a very precarious, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. situation. After two months, I was... Like, I'm fine. What's mm-hmm. the next adventure? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want my savings to go down that drastically. So I felt like, well, I'll just get another job. Mm-hmm. So I did. I was lucky enough to get a job, get hired in the Sultanate of Oman. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, let's see, I returned from Colombia uh, to Los Angeles. I interviewed uh, there, and within two days, I had an answer. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of uh, my final tour of duty your final kind so of speak. yeah i like that i like that your final tour of duty so you did that year yeah so when he had gone back and you know decided okay this is it and he said like i want to go back home and i was like oh what like 
like for real, for real. Yeah, with I think a lot of uh, my friends whom I made in Korea, you know, they a lot of people called me a lifer mm-hmm. because it seemed I had mm-hmm. spent a tremendous amount of time in Korea, and it seemed like I was going to live there mm-hmm. forever um, and always. <laughs> yeah. And then things completely changed. Um, going to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't think I was going to stay there for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some places, you know, like for me, Korea wasn't any place that I wanted to stay forever and always, but it was a great opportunity to save. And because absolutely. I was there, I was able to, you know, travel and volunteer and like not get a real salary for like a year or two because I had, you know, that, what did you call it? Nest egg. Yeah. 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 savings whatever yeah. um so some places like you do and it's you know it's a it's a balance like you have to decide what's important what you want to do what is the long game what's the end goal um so for example working for a year saving your money and then like traveling or working you know increasing the savings you've already got so that when you do go back home you're not gonna like suffer right lose yourself dry right Throughout all of these returns home, whether I stayed, I literally stayed at home with mm-hmm. my family, or if I had the intention to uh, to travel thereafter, uh, mm-hmm. returning, um, I remained in contact with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always aware of my plans and my whereabouts. Your whereabouts, yeah. And um, and they were comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the years, they became very comfortable with me, you know, picking up and leaving. Like right. just yesterday, uh-huh. uh, when I left Los Angeles, my folks were like, um, "Hey, son, what's your what's your plan today?" I'm like, "Dad, I'm going to Dallas." He's like, "Oh, that's right, <laughs> I forgot." <laughs> so I just uh, I left, and he was just like, "Okay, see you, see you, see you later, yeah. see you a couple of days." Very natural, mm-hmm. very very mm-hmm. cool, and um, yeah, so it's become a part of who I am now you know Mm -hmm. travel is Mm -hmm. is just you know another part I think that's true like when even if you come back if you've done something for so long whether it be I don't know sports music whatever it is martial arts there's always some part of you travel specifically that still does that so even if it's just you know hopping around locally or to the next state or like hopping on a plane to Dallas to your friend's podcast (laughs) like it's still kind of within you so now that you have, you know, sufficient savings, what is your final kind of story like coming back to the States? All right. With traveling, I've expanded my horizons, mm-hmm. you know. So um, what is in store for Larry in the future? Well, for starters, I am Larry Legend. Oh, my goodness. My travels have made me this legendary dude. Now, I don't say that, you know, with humor. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, for any for any youngster, you know, uh, out there who uh. hasn't traveled or is planning on traveling, you are going to do yourself a favor mm-hmm. by traveling, okay? For sure. Because when you do repatriate, you're going to find that you have a, a perspective, a unique perspective. Because you've seen people, you've seen the world, you've seen mm-hmm. circumstances mm-hmm. from another point, know, of view. point of right, view. Right, And uh, that's going to make you wiser. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you uh, more compassionate uh, and more knowledgeable. Okay. So sure. you're a better version of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. after having um, those experiences. Those are the pros. And with that, you know, that is going to carry me on my uh, future uh, endeavors and my and my uh, journey, mm-hmm. um, you know, going forward, and um, and throughout the throughout COVID, um, I expanded from not only producing photo journals, you know, for myself, but mm-hmm. um, other for other uh, people and other events. Okay, and then also videography. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Kelly Stamps. Mm-hmm. Kelly Stamps is a a, a young yeah, she's from Los Angeles, a young Angelino um, who's, uh, she's traveling through America right now, mm-hmm. uh, producing uh, YouTube videos, and she inspired me to, you know, put more effort into my videos or my okay. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So I've got the YouTube channel going. I've got my, um, sort of my printing uh, job, you know, printing these photo journals, uh, you know, photography, videography, 
these are all hobbies and, and, you know, joys that I'm dabbling in, but I'm also taking a, a serious approach. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm putting my best foot uh, forward. And um, what else? Oh, right. I'm also a licensed California real estate salesperson. <laughs> so You almost forgot the other thing that you've done. <laughs> yeah, so that thing. Oh, yeah, I do this other thing. Like, the, the thing about me being a real estate uh, salesperson is um, I've had my license for the better part, yeah, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, you know, the jobs led me abroad, uh, I was focusing on that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in business, and if you'd like okay. to hire Larry Wiggs to uh, help you buy the or sell, for a house. there you go. Contact me. All right. Now I love that little ad. I think I'm going to charge you. <laughs> not only do we, not only will we help uh, buyers and sellers, uh, but we will also uh, manage your properties for you. So oh, contact property us, property okay. managers. Oh okay. yeah. My mom and dad have been in the business for mm-hmm. you know I guess forty uh, plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We are experienced mm-hmm. and uh, poor. Well, it sounds like so. this time around, like compared to 2014, like when you came back and you're like, oh my God, three months, what's happened? Like this time around, you had, you know, a firmer kind of plan or a direction and even, you know, taking up these projects to keep your, you know, mind busy and, and things like that. Um and That's have, helped you kind of get reintegrated into American society. So mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Coming back, you know, for the final time and, you know, having it firm in your mind that, like, I'm living here now. Like, I'm going to, you know, you got married, you know, start family, whatever your plans are. What has been the hardest part? This is it's a two-part question. What's been the hardest part of coming back for you? And then what was maybe surprisingly easy or not as difficult for coming back when you came back? Uh, reality. <laughs> okay. When the reality, you know, sets in mm. um, that I've spent so much time abroad and yes, so much has changed and that, um, yeah, like so many of my, my goals, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hadn't achieved them mm-hmm. that, you know, my, my financial goals, I thought I would be, I thought I would have saved or yeah, I would, I thought I was going to be uh, richer quicker. Okay. Right. Um, my academic goals, uh, I thought that I would re-enroll, um, in a master's, uh, program abroad mm-hmm. and, uh, that didn't pan out. Um, you know, linguistic goals I wanted to be I wanted to I wanted to be farther along in my um, Korean Mm -hmm. especially because I spent nearly a decade there Mm -hmm. Um, but again these were all ideas and simple desires Mm -hmm. and they weren't my uh, central focus my focus was on working Mm -hmm. Um, so in that light yes I was successful but in another light Man, there was a lot that I could have, should have, and would have done. Okay, okay. So coming back and and just yeah, I guess like with hindsight, like oh, I should have you know done this or right. This point you made about doing grad school um, overseas, um, a lot of people do that because it's so much more affordable to right. get that higher you know master's doctorate whatever you're doing um, overseas than it is in America where you're gonna just be kind of crippled with debt. So some people do, um, I had at least one guest on that got a master's while abroad because it's accessible, it's affordable, um, and it's recognized, you know? Absolutely. And Okay, so the hard thing was kind of coming to terms with, okay, I'm back, these were my goals, what did I actually meet, and what didn't quite pan out? Yes. Is that what you would say? Sure. Just looking, you said reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the reality is uh. I live in Los Angeles and, you know, California is probably one of, it definitely is one of the most expensive um, states. Mm-hmm. And I could not survive. I mean, right now in California, we have a homelessness um, problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am homeless. I would otherwise be homeless were it not for... Uh, my family, mm-hmm. the support of my family. Supporting you. Hey, okay. same. 
I'm in a borrowed house. <laughs> so, I mean, thanks, our, Grandma. <laughs> it's 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 real, and so that re- that reality mm. is very uh, jarring. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna kind of extend on that idea is that it's gonna take time when you come back. I had um, I did oh, a sure. live. If you saw the live event, my guest Marisol Tena, she's also uh, in California. Um, and we were just, you know, chatting before the show and she was just like, oh, I'm in my mom's house. Hey, Marcel's mom. Um, <laughs> this isn't against you, but it's just like, once you've been out for so long, it's hard going back, but it's a place you can go and like, you know, get your feet firmly on the ground before you do take that next step. Um, so, I mean, and of course everybody's situation is, is different, um, but for me, for her, for you, Larry, it's just like you're leaning on your family for that support until you can, you know, find your way. So if you think like, I'm going to come back and then just like, boom, I'm gonna get my old life back. Um, right. It's not going to be like that because so many things are going to be different. Like your friends might have changed, your family might have moved or people could have, you know, passed away like there's so many variables of what could be different. You just have to, I think, come prepared to ride that wave. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's just, as you said, you know, your old life. Um, when I was living abroad, I always thought that I would get back to my old life. Mm-hmm. Just but like the, pick up where you left off. It's not like in 13 years difference, like a lot has changed. The reality in starts to years. set in. It's like, mm-hmm. nope, it's changed. You have to recalibrate. You have right, to find right. something different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, with our friendship over the years, you know, find the people who support you mm-hmm. and rock with them, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, again, traveling abroad has been very beneficial, um, you know, for the, the people I've met mm-hmm. and the people who are doing who are really doing things, I'm like, man, I want to stay in contact with these folks. <laughs> I see them. They're, they're doing their thing and I want to be a part of it. I want to support. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's good. Yep. Yeah. Find your tribe, y'all. Find your crew. Oh, yeah. There it is. The mm-hmm. tribe. <laughs> yeah. You, and I mean, you do have that that shared experience. So just because you've come back, you don't, you know, forget, you know, all the people that you've met along the way. And yeah, like we kept in contact and look at us now. Like here we are in Texas. I never would have thought we would <laughs> be meeting in Texas, but you know, you never really know what's gonna happen in the future. So we talked about like some things that were a bit shocking or difficult for when you came back, reality. What was something that was kind of like, oh, like that wasn't so bad? Wow. Um, I, I, I would... You're like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like... I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just finding, you know, finding a groove. You know, getting back with the family. Uh-huh. That was Oh, that was that's well, nice, yeah. I, I guess to mm. tie it all together, you know, because um because my family had they had a record. They knew what I was up to mm-hmm. um all of these years. Then finally when I got back, it was just like, Hey, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad are tapping me as a resource now. Can you help us with this? Can you mm-hmm. help us with that? Um, in particular with the computer. Oh, uh-huh, okay. So I'm I'm very I'm really uh, instrumental in helping our family business today, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's wholly uh, because I'm there. I'm right. present. Right. Um, right. So yeah, something just as small as like being there to like help uh, somebody connect or build a website or whatever you're you're doing for them. Yeah, I like right. that that physical presence. Yeah, there's a lot of things to kind of come to terms with about yes, yes. Uh, coming back home. So. Being prepared is key. Um, in my case, there was no preparation because I didn't know what's going to happen. So being flexible and kind of adaptable and just, I think, going with it, rolling oh, with yes. the punches. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Boom, boom, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> All right, Larry. Awesome. So, did you want to talk about a little bit more about your book? Sure. Okay. All right, Larry Wiggs is fascinated, is fixated, okay? Mm -hmm. I'll say that. I'm fixated with these numbers, all right? Uh, This is the number 109 or 109, uh, but I break them up and I group them. So that's 10 and that's 9. And we're doing this podcast today on uh, October 8th. And uh, 10-9 
is an allusion or it alludes to my birthday, which is on October 9th, which is, which will be tomorrow. Yes. Okay. For those of you listening, it's going to be a while, but there's going to be some time between today and when the podcast actually goes live. <laughs> oh, okay. So now I just feel like you put all my business out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm backlogged with the pods. So this will be out eventually. <laughs> all right. This is the, but this is the 10-9 uh, But we are recording on October 8th. His birthday is, you know, October. Hey, happy early birthday. Thank you. All right. Mm. And um, to learn more, um, it's ic109.store mm-hmm. and also ic109.com. Okay. I have two websites. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, the, the story is about uh, me seeing these numbers, mm-hmm. right? This is a common you know now that i wrote this i wrote this book um and i've talked with other people about the this idea of just seeing these numbers these digits you know all over the globe Mm -hmm. i find that it's a very common um human phenomena Mm -hmm. and yeah everyone at some point in time for some reason everyone does it you may look at your watch at 11 11 Mm -hmm. and you may make a wish Mm -hmm. you know or uh 222 jay-z even wrote uh, or entitled his record 444. Mm-hmm. He woke up, saw the clock at 444, 444. Uh-huh. and said, that's the title of my album. Nice. So numbers you know, mm-hmm. resonate with us at different points in our lives. This is a record of these numbers resonating with me mm-hmm. um, throughout my travels. So please check them out. Yeah, it's awesome. It's um, really great photos of his his travels and obviously this this the repetition of finding that number 109 along the way. All right, Larry. So uh, this is the portion of the pod where you can give your shout outs. Oh, so who do you yes. want to shout out? Right. So this is my very first um, podcast. and Oh my gosh. Is that your first podcast? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I feel so honored. And I would have to say... I'm doing a hair tuck. <laughs> I would have to say that um, when I was in Korea... Um, the very first pod- podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. right, um, which was highly inspiring and comforting mm-hmm. as well, because you know you're out in the world, it's like you're all alone. You feel that way right. until right. you you tap that line and you find your tribe. Yeah, and, like, and you connect with people who are doing what you're doing. You're like, oh wow, we're out here. Then it's all gravy from there. Mm-hmm. And the first podcast um, I listened to was with Ms. Regina Walton. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you, Regina. <laughs> now, after Regina, uh, I guess I was introduced to uh, Shaw Currington, mm-hmm. who created uh, Brothers and Sisters of South Korea. Mm-hmm. And I went to a number of events, and we met at uh, at an event for um, BSSK's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. event. Um, let's see, I met uh, Kenya Evans and Melissa Watkins, who are two authors and uh, globe trotters, mm-hmm. and uh, I keep in contact with them and follow their. Um, you know, their happenings, their goings on. Kenya has a, uh, a YouTube channel. I believe it's the Metamorphosis uh, channel. And, uh, you know, black girl specific mm-hmm. travel topics is her milieu, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, <laughs> Melissa Watkins is an um, author. And uh, she's recently repatriated. Oh, wow. And you could have tapped her for a guest for this topic. Hey, but part, I'm happy. Part you, two, part two. I'm happy you asked me. Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Melissa, you have to you build the, the show next. Made the cut. <laughs> yes, I made the cut, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, these sisters who I'm mentioning have been, you know, uh, supportive and also inspiring, you know, inspirational to me. That's why I'm giving these shout outs. And I have two more. Um, Heather Allen. Um, Heather, who I met through uh, BSSK, again, Mm -hmm. very supportive. She's a Tennessee uh, native, a down-to-earth boss lady, as I would like to call her. So shout out to you, Heather. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, uh, well, no, not finally, but uh, what? last but not least. Last but not least. There we go. There we go. Yes. Nicole Brewer. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Nicole, uh, I had the pleasure of working with her. And um, she inspired me because, I mean, the sister is bad. She's been in Forbes magazine. Wow. She's been um, writing for Trip Savvy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she founded another group, the Globetrotter uh, group on uh, Facebook. Okay. And so she writes, does her thing. And um, 
Detroit. She's mm-hmm. from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these folks and not, I should have, I, I didn't know how to work it in there, but last but not least. Oh, second Kim to last Bo- but not no, least. No, 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 no. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. We've Love already you. done last but not least. Uh-huh. Second to last but not least. Yeah. This, <laughs> last, last but not this, least. No, 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 no. You say the, the best for last. That's what it oh, is. That's saving what, the best for last. Okay, okay. You saved yourself there. With with that said, <laughs> Kimberly Walter. Okay. A, a member of BSSK. I'm still in that group even though I don't live in Korea anymore. <laughs> um, let's see. Fabulous. Would you say fashionista oh okay okay sure absolutely i, I will mean, take that title i am superbly inspired by your example because of your uh bilingual and um, possibly multilingual um talent oh let's keep it bilingual i'm <laughs> almost trilingual with my struggle korean but <laughs> but your your spanish is superb i tried when well, we're just gonna ask you <laughs> I, I tried to um to keep up with you and you just you passed me like my aunt Flojo. Yeah, just <laughs> so that's another thing. If you check out my YouTube channel um to uh learn more about me, you can hear about my aunt Flojo. Yes, yes. Okay, so thank you. Tell us how people can find you on the socials. My name is simply Larry Wiggs two. I'm the second. Mm-hmm. And uh you can type that into uh YouTube and find me there. Mm-hmm. Um of course, I'm on Instagram and uh, and Twitter. Once you uh, find me on one of those, you'll of course, find the you'll others. Find all of the others. So. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm going to link it in the show notes. So if you're listening on another cool. platform, you know, hop on over to kimmytravels.com and you're going to find all of Larry's uh, information. Oh, yeah. So I would like to thank you, extend a really big old Texas thanks. Larry for you know making the trip to Dallas well not Dallas I'm not in Dallas y'all I'm Dallas adjacent (laughs) I had to fly into Dallas you had to fly into Dallas Um, but thank you for making the trip and for being a guest on the Kimmy Travel Podcast I really appreciate it my pleasure so happy that you're doing this Um, Kimmy Travels is an excellent uh, portal and uh, much peace much blessings to the travel uh, channel. I, I will be listening. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, remember, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Kimmy Travels podcast. We have a listener survey available on the site right now. So if you love me, let me know. And if you have any feedback or suggestions, mm, Okay, you can also let me know. As always, you can catch the podcast on all the platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and rate. Uh, Five stars is best. (laughs) All right, everybody. Until the next time, remember, enjoy the journey.